You strike me as the bear type. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Sorry we weren't on last week. We apologize, but we're back this week with a brand new episode of Dork Trek, the longest running, most irreverent Star Trek podcast in all of the uh, wide, wide world. My name is Bob. I'm one of your co-hosts. Hello and welcome. Today we're joined by Jenny Zell. Hello, Jenny Zell. Hi, Bob. How's the How house hunt? You? I'm good. How's the house hunting going? It's It's exciting and stressful as house hunting is. The market is insane. <laughs> like I knew it was going to be insane, but it's worse than I expected. All so right. it's, it adds a little bit of like excitement to it. You got to get those deals in now. You got to oh, put, put a contract on it. There's no deals. That's the problem. Oh, <laughs> everything's one... overpriced. Oh, okay. so it's insane that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like if you, if you see a house you like, you might have to pay an extra $20,000. <laughs> yeah. It's more than that. I mean, I, some of the ones I'm looking at, because I, I know the area you were in, because mm-hmm. I had looked at houses in that area. And granted, 10 years ago, but some of those houses have jumped at least $100,000, oh, $120,000 yeah. over yeah. what I saw previously. Yeah. You can't afford I to mean, live in Virginia anymore. Even just in the past year, uh, like two years or so, it's jumped like like a hundred thousand dollars or something on some of these houses mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's insane and if, like we looked at charts of like the estimates for other houses in the area and just in the past month it's skyrocketed like we're just yep. at the exact wrong time to be looking for a house just wait till the market crashes and then you'll be fine unfortunately don't have a whole lot of time flexibility uh, okay. All right. All right. yeah well, yeah I, can you rent um, yeah, if we find a place that uh, allows cats, uh, that's a problem. Yeah, I can see that. Cats yeah. are cats are a problem. And that other voice that you heard um, was our dear friend Ben McCormick. Hello, Ben McCormick. Hey, the ever vivacious Ben McCormick joining us once again. Look at him, the library, clean shaven, got a haircut, looking looking as fine as only Ben McCormick can look, Daddy. Woo. It's it's summertime and golf time, so yeah. I got to get get the the summer summer look. How's the golf game? How's the golf game going? It's horrible. <laughs> Is it that bad? It's it's I I used to be, I mean you know I used to be pretty good, um, mm-hmm. but then you take 15, 20 years off, and uh, then you're no longer good. I'm sorry, so I got to basically relearn from the ground up. Yeah, but I'm really happy for you that you're back into playing though. I know you've been too. wanting to do it for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. it was definitely something I, I gave up for reasons. And then mm-hmm. it just took me a while to just pick back up on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of my new thing of, you know, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Good life philosophy. Yeah, it's a good life philosophy. And what you want to do is watch Voyager with us uh, because this week we're reviewing the episode Faces, which is not about the Rod Stewart band um, from the 1970s with Ron Wood, uh, which would have been really cool. I really would have enjoyed that. But mm-hmm. no, this is about uh, Bolana Torres <clears throat> and her experiences with the coolest villains we've encountered so far in the 
Delta Quadrant or mm-hmm. whatever the hell they are. Delta, are they in the Delta Quadrant? Delta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the Vidians, the the Vidians, the how am I how do you pronounce these? vitamins? The vitamins. <laughs> the vitamin water people. The vitamins. No, no, no. These I definitely are... appreciated that these are like the first race that we've seen that wasn't like made of light or energy. Yes. Or darkness or an abstract concept. <laughs> darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they you know these are the guys that stole Neelix's lungs. Um, these are the Fuck first, them. I think, aliens that have uh, shown themselves to be uh, like a worthy opponent. Yeah. Like they're bad enough that they scare the Voyager guys. It's re- they're really cool, and I love the makeup. Mm-hmm. I love, especially the one point in the episode where uh, they kill Durst and he puts his face on, he grafts the this, this Durst's face to his face. That was so cool. That looked amazing. So, mm-hmm. you know, Not I was calling it. Not to jump yeah, ahead. But I started calling it face off at that point. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it's like Travolta did this better. I did do notes on this one this week because I actually <gasps> watched it watched it last week. And I was like, well, if I'm going to remember it, either I have to rewatch it next week. Don't feel like doing that. Or take notes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love the honesty about you. I'm not. <laughs> I no, you know, you didn't like this episode, Jenny Zell. Oh, I didn't say that. I okay, just, you just I just knew I wasn't going to have time to rewatch it. Not going to do it again. I almost did because, like, spoilers. I I actually did really enjoy this episode. Me too. Hmm. Yeah. There was, you know what, I did I did like the episode. There were some cool things about it. There were some other things I didn't really care so much for, um, but I guess we can talk about that when we get there. Um, we we start off right off the bat on a bad note. We just see Neelix. Yep. Neelix, Neelix is just being Neelix. So like, right away, this loses a point. Yeah, right yeah. away, you're just like, shit, Neelix. And he's being a kind of a dick. Yes. Like he's like, hey, Tuvok, I made you this well, soup. I don't really before, want that. Before we even get here, though, the teaser. Yeah. When, when we start out, we start out in, in like Dr. Frankenstein's lab with somebody like strapped up. We don't know who it is. And then as the camera comes around, it's a freaking Klingon, like full on. Mm-hmm. And it's Balana. Yeah. And she's like all the way Klingon. It was really, it's a really kind of cold, confusing open because fast. Yeah. It's over in like 45 seconds. Like if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really odd. And then we go to this other scene where like, yeah, Neelix is making soup. Can I tell you how happy I am? The one thing, when it first happened long ago on, on shows and movies or something, it was creative, but then it just became a thing that happened over and over on every television series. And it drives me fucking crazy when you start out with a cold open, like the one we had, mm-hmm. I absolutely thought when we got back after the credits and started the episode, we were going to start the episode. We was going to have the captain's log, but we were going to have a thing that said 72 hours earlier. Yeah. yeah or some yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy that we did not do that. No, me too. I thought it was that, cool that that was in real time. Yeah. I, I was actually why, though. I was actually excited because I thought we were going to get a B story, like Neelix and 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 Tuvok were going to learn how to make soup together. Because <laughs> that would have been a worthy B story on some level, like that have f- been a cool spot, you know, Data's cat vibe, like Neelix. Yeah. Because Tuvok says to him, like, "No, man, you're not doing this right." And Jenny was going to bring that up, so go ahead, Jenny. No, I just I hated that he was like. 
you know, here, I'm, I guess it was nice, whatever. <laughs> I made you the soup. I know you didn't ask for it. You probably don't even like it, but I made it for you anyway. And you better fucking eat it. This is not even like what this soup is. Yeah. Like, like it, it sounds like it has a very specific recipe and he just mm -hmm. decided to fuck with it. Like you can't just make gumbo and just throw like, you know, chicken wings in it just because you think it ha should have chicken wings in it. Yeah. And that's I, I, kind of what he did. I always hate those recipes. Like when you go to allrecipe.com or whatever, like I'm looking for a brisket recipe or I'm looking for, for, you know, homemade this or that recipe. Right. And then they give you the recipe and, you know, well, one, they give you the story and then you get down to the recipe and you're like, great, I'm going to try this. But then you look at the reviews and then there'll be like these reviews that go, oh, I made this recipe and it was the best thing ever. I loved it, except I changed the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. for uh, cornbread and then I changed the, the, the macaroni for brisket and I changed <laughs> the, the cheese with uh, uh feta with uh like organic feta instead of uh cheddar and then i changed the basil with uh yeah. texas peat it's like what do we do is <laughs> great we're not even making we're not even making the same dish anymore yeah and it's right. like you know oh this is supposed to taste like home if you make my favorite you know obviously you know like chakotay you make his favorite mushroom soup there's a certain recipe that you follow and if you you know yeah and I'm glad that Tuvok pointed out is like, well, if you change it, then it doesn't taste like home. You fuck with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because he still had to make it about him. Neelix has always got to make it about him. It's always about me, 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 me. I'm Neelix. And it was so terrible. Yeah. But at least this was all we got to see him kind of. But we did see like Neelix's brother. It wasn't officially Neelix's brother. But, but uh, one of his race. One of his race. Now, it's weird his that cousin. it's weird that his entire race is annoying. Like, so is far. this, is this going to be a trend that we see? Like every one of Neelix's race who I don't even know what they are. What are they Talaxian. called? Are, yeah. Is every Talaxian annoying? And do they all have to dress mm -hmm. like Steve Harvey? Like that's well, the questions that's, that I have. That's the thing though with Star Trek. You have these monolithic cultures. Yeah. Mm. So all Klingons are angry and violent. All yeah. uh, Beta Zids are telepathic and, and you know, sexual. But see, if, if we judge them ahead of time, does that mean that we're racist? Well, they presented Talaxians. them like this. So they were the racist ones <laughs> for starting it. Yeah, I think I think Ben's right. We're safe. Yeah, okay. that's, this that's is all fucking Roddenberry. Yeah, that's not white guilt talking either. <laughs> like oh great here's another Thalaxian. this guy's gonna be fucking annoying like dude you can't say that but so far we're two for two i hate mm -hmm. klingons i'm you do by that but you hate klingons for a very specific reason because james t kirk hates klingons no i hate klingons because they're just not that interesting and they're one-dimensional and they're the enemy of the state i think oh i'm gonna disagree with you because i think ronald d moore did a good job of making them pretty interesting mm-hmm Anything um, Ronald D. Moore touches, I, I'm sorry, but this last week on Twitter, I'm just blowing it up with. I my know I saw that you were, you were you were riding his jock pretty hard. I mean, I, I just from a writer standpoint, I, I will stand by what I said that just like how Superman was this icon, he has to be the the pure, the good, the the ultimate hero, and it's so boring for you know comic readers or whatever but he's so good that he makes the other heroes 
try to be like him. Yeah. Like you compare yourself to this guy. That's what Ronald D. Moore has become for me. Wow. Okay. Because I, the, some of the stuff that he's putting out, I look at that and it's like, if I could write science fiction half as good as him, I, I would be happy for the rest of my life. All right. Well, you got to practice. Ronald D. Moore didn't get that good just by waking up. He had to practice. Yeah, he did. He, he woke up one day and, and sent a thing into to TNG and they were like, hey, let's bring this Ronnie Moore kid in. And he nah, came in I'm, and I'm he was sure just magically better. There was still practicing going on, Ben. Don't yeah. give up your dreams is what I'm saying. I'm 50. I've got a chance to be a child sensation. You do. We all do. You know, we all have a chance. Yeah. But this, this episode, uh, I hate Klingon still. Okay. That's fine. But the fun part about this episode is I think they should just call them. Oh no, we lost another crew member. <laughs> like it's just, it's every week now. It's like, what are you guys doing? Well, this week has consequences. There are consequences of them losing a crew member. They lost three crew members this week. They lost Paris, they lost Torres, and then they uh, lost Durst. Durst. So you know it's not going to go well for one of these things. We'll see. Durst might as well be like a classic red shirt. Yeah. No, because Durst was on the episode last week. Yes, but so that's... we the, he's he's obviously an established character. They've True. brought him in True. to replace Seska. She's left, so True. they need he he's not like in the in the top seven but, but he's like a barclay yeah he's so he's going to be this lovable guy that we get to know and he's going to be a uh, no see now ben i would normally agree with you on that one but if this was any other episode besides the organ farm yeah. <laughs> then i think he'd be okay but as soon as i saw the vidians or whatever they're called is it the vidians, vidians. the Vid vidians. as soon as i saw the vidians and him on the mission i was like well that guy's fucked like yeah fred durst woke up go, in a yeah. he woke up in a bathtub full of ice and it says call the doctor and have hey, uh, to check your kidneys <laughs> hey do me a favor don't get anything on that uh on that uniform because this is the last time you're going to be wearing it we don't want to get it cleaned again um your check is over at hr it's hey hey good luck kid on your future endeavors <laughs> see you around hey maybe you'll do like uh you know the last two people who've left the franchise and uh explore your film career yeah yeah go yeah yeah hey i heard the theater over on melrose is hiring <laughs> taking tickets all right good seeing you yeah see you later durst yeah it's not gonna work out well for him which is a bummer but i mean how many fucking crew members are we gonna lose every week i mean good lord well lose in the sense of we misplaced them yeah and <laughs> So here's the thing. I, I go putting up like missing posters all over space, <laughs> all over this, all over the ship. Hey, have, have you, you seen, <laughs> have you seen Harry Kim again? You get, I mean, look, you need to decline and just keep him in the house. <laughs> Answers to the name dumbass. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, it's pretty brutal, but I guess they were on some kind of mission looking for something. And then okay. they were in some cave or something. So this is what I hate this. Whenever they do these things, and this isn't just Voyager, this is all of Star Trek. Right. And this goes back to me playing D and D, I guess they split the party. Yeah. So it's just like, Hey, we've got this big safe spaceship, or at least as safe as it can be. That can go really, really fucking. F this ship can go faster than the Enterprise. Yeah. So we're going to go over here and do this uh, mission, right? Uh, oh, they were surveying the Avery system, which I hope to God was named after, you know, Avery. But anyway, Avery Brooks. Yeah, that'd be cool, right? But they're doing this survey mission, which why? And then they leave these three people on the planet to uh, 
inspect uh, magnesite formations. It's yeah. like, why? Why? Yeah. why? You, you can't just wait. You've got 75 years. You can do both with yeah. the, the ship. Yeah, and I don't understand too because they're going to have to come back and get them. So yeah. now they're circling mm-hmm. back around. It doesn't make any sense. Like just hang out and wait just in case something goes wrong. And we already know something is going to go wrong because anytime anyone leaves this vessel, something bad happens. Yeah. Like and if this, you're going to be out of range, you're, it's doubling down on it going yeah. to be bad. I'm going yeah. to say, I'm going to say this is poor captaining by Janway. Like she can't let this happen anymore. She can't. She really shouldn't leave them on uninhabited planets or desolate possibly hostile planets cave systems moons anomaly nothing you know i i say you do some risk analysis i mean i'm working on my project manager uh certification oh that's cool and there's like these different things that you go through this is like you know what let's look at the risk on this mission every time if you do a b and c you get this result crew you know beam down to planet ship leaves crew member gets captured let's slow down on the times that we do that yeah what's the variable here yeah. what's that we all stay on the ship we're safe we leave the ship something bad happens if let's... i walk into the living room and every time i walk into the living room you punch me in the face <laughs> maybe i don't go into the living room anymore yeah. or i do something to get rid of you i mean th- <laughs> those are the choices and that's right? why we broke up <laughs> Uh, that was nice. good. I felt that was good. I felt like I've I still was... got those pictures. Okay, where <laughs> where pe- I walked into work the next day and everybody was like, "Oh my god, do you need to talk to somebody?" <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, so um. So yeah, they lo- they lost some crew members in this in this cave, and then Harry Kim. I think this is the first time I think this has happened, and we've actually complained about it. This is the first cabbage head moment I think we have. Mm-hmm. We're 12 episodes in, and this is the first Cabbage Head moment where they're talking about some jargon, and then Harry Kim says, like breadcrumbs. Yeah, breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, like breadcrumbs. We leave a trail so we know how to get back. And it's like, wow, it's taken 12 episodes to get to this point. Mm -hmm. 12, this is the first time I remember this happening. Because we've been complaining about it. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't have because that's what Kess and Neelix are supposed to be. The the off the audience inserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Transponder beacons. What's a transponder beacon? And then, you know, somebody tells us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but. weird because the captain is the cabbage head. Like yeah. Janeway is like breadcrumbs. Whoa, what do you mean breadcrumbs? And she, normally she's been so on top of everything. Well, as soon as he says though what he's planning to do, she picks up what he's putting down. Is like, yeah, breadcrumbs. I get it. Like, yeah, but still, the fact that it was her, I was disappointed. It should have been somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Beltron is standing right there. Yeah, and I like how I'm calling him by his real name, Chicote, <laughs> standing right there. Ah. He have just... we have we called him Chicote consistently since this started? Sometimes I call him Beltron. Sometimes I call him Chicote. Beltron's easier to remember being a Mets fan, and Carlos Beltron played for the Mets for a very long time, um, so it just kind of sticks on my brain more. But yeah, um, Chicote standing right there, he can do it. He what could have asked breadcrumbs. What do you mean? But you I know, thought, yeah, my people had a story. Of two <laughs> yeah, young children yeah, yeah. Who, who went into the woods 
after their evil stepmother. It's like, what? All right. Slow down. There they found the spirit of the coyote witch. Slow down, <laughs> Anto. It's going to be okay. It's like, God damn. The, I'm sorry, but the, it, it's still every week that he's featured, it pisses me off that they had a fake Native American guy giving them advice on native american culture but i mean to be that surprising at yeah, all it's not surprising it's the 90s it's the 90s yeah. you know now i think they go i don't want now i think they do a great job with all that stuff you know they have yeah. technical advisors and cultural advisors for everything like you can get a job in comics being like a sensitivity reader who goes in and like reads scripts before they get produced to make sure that hey man you know what you have african americans in your script but I think the way you're talking that you have them talk is kind of stereotypical. I think that's, a, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for more accurate representations of people in media, I think it's fucking fantastic. I don't know why I can't get a job doing that. Well, you know, maybe your kids could. I'm just like, you know, yeah, maybe you, got, going, the, you maybe, got these ugly broads uh, talking to uh, the guy here like they know something. And I think, you, you, you know, woman's got to know her place in comic book or real life. So you just, you need to just back that down a little bit. You'd be all right. Hey, look, man, maybe mm-hmm. she can pull her boobs out more. That'd be awesome, right? Like, yeah. hey, get her to pose. Yeah. So it, I, I need to see her butt and her boobs at the maybe, same time. Maybe in this scene, instead of having her work out like some kind of quantum physics problem, maybe she could be making a sandwich for the scientists. Could she jump rope naked? <laughs> yeah, this stuff will be better, man. That's what I'm getting. Get burned in here. He can do this. That's just, that's just my opinion of this. Can we make her green? <laughs> just... That way it don't count. If you have everybody in the story be green, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Roddenberry got part away of her with culture. this for years. Yeah. Part of her culture is just to walk around naked. They don't know nothing about science, but they know how to make a sandwich. That's why That's why Subway's green and yellow. On yeah. this planet, these green people and yellow people, well, we can't do the yellow thing, but these green people, and and, and they make sandwiches. And, they, and, and their motto is eat fresh. I miss dinner, so this is what we're going with now. <laughs> Yeah, I love the cabbage head. I was really excited about that. Finally. And then we get back to the Balana thing, and she's yeah. a full-fledged Klingon now. Yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. took out your your human bits and made you, we had, you know, because Klingons apparently might be tough enough to to beat the phage. Which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, you know, but then he's just like, and she's like, well, how do you know? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I've already infected you with it. So it's like, what? <laughs> Thanks. Good well, luck. My now I got 5G. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> my question is, now that she's a full-fledged Klingon, like, uh-huh. why does she have bad teeth instantly? And why does she start talking like that? Like, that was the, th- yeah. The rest of the episode, she has this weird cadence that I just don't understand or get. Well, it, no. it was very much like the Duras sisters. It was mm-hmm. very much like annoying. Well, no, I get that. <laughs> it, it was, but again, see my previous statements on Klingons, but she was basically doing the Duras sisters voice. Those, those are the only Klingons that we have seen in the past. Why? Klingon women. You talk like this. <laughs> it was like right. kind of weird caveman-y. It was just, it was very odd. Like the I, I didn't like. It. I mean, the, the physical fine. Even the teeth. That's fine. Clean she looked great. Fucked up teeth. She 
she would have passed for any TNG female Klingon. Yeah, her the makeup was great in this episode. I thought she looked outstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like the voice thing, I yeah. just didn't fucking Changing get. her DNA shouldn't change like her entire life experience that taught her to speak the way that she does. Yeah. That <laughs> I mean, is it the teeth and the tongue are shaped different for Klingons that they have to do the I can I mean, see that changing the lungs? sound. No, but it doesn't change the way that you talk the the rhythm of the voice and everything else your like, it's accent just weird yeah it was just she was just speaking in this weird tone and it was klingon just, women have yeah. been known to rip the heads off their mate and shit down their throats yeah it was just really odd that's this. my fetish and it really just kind of took me out of the episode at some points when she, when when balana when klingon balana is going on these these rants about whatever she's talking about. I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa, dude, this is just bad. It's just, it just seemed bad. Yeah. And, and no offense to the actress because she's a really good Klingon female. Yeah. It's just, why would they, the director tell you to do it that way? Right. Cause they think that's, that's what Klingons sound like. Yeah. They didn't have a Klingon advisor on set. And and the director is Weinrich Koob, and he's who's our he, who's our guy. He's our go-to guy for some of this stuff, but it was just really poorly done. I I, I kind of hated it. Wasn't he banging Janeway? Oh, yeah, take that Janeway, douche douche. Gotta gotta go back to the books now. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan. I just I hated Belana Torres's voice in this episode. It was so yeah. dumb. But no, I no. loved but I loved the premise of it, like the weird kind of like medical sci-fi thing oh yeah we just took all your human dna out and then you're thinking like well, what the fuck did they do with it yeah and somehow it manifested itself as like a whole nother person well th- you know this goes back to the old star trek uh original series episode where there's the transporter in incident and kirk gets split into good kirk and bad kirk yes right but and i guess they they're recombine a nader or their doodle flop thing <laughs> um what do you call it it uh it it works kind of like a transporter i guess but or i something. mean okay. like well, he, Kirk... he ran her through the cycle and then turned her to energy and then recombined her at just the klingon bits and stuff I, but the thing with the Okay, that's all fine and dandy with, but that's that was more like splitting his consciousness, wasn't it? Like into his good and evil, like his yin and yang, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but again, it was a transporter, but yeah. Yes, it, but this is like they're taking apart her DNA and kind uh-huh. of reconfiguring it just so she's a Klingon. And yeah. somehow the human part of her... Was- well, no, they, they, put it t- they put together... Uh, the human thing the same way they did the Klingon thing. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, it, yeah, it, do, it does in Star Trek, I guess. I mean, I've, it does. I've seen enough evil twin episodes mm-hmm. that it's just like, all right. Yeah, yeah but that, this that isn't was the thing. This isn't mirror universe. This isn't, this isn't, you know, splitting your consciousness. This is like taking apart your, your DNA and then well, yeah, but that kind of like I, I I equated it to in my notes. It's like twins. Like you have Torres as the Klingon, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Torres as human, who is Dana DeVito. Ah, right? I would have gone the other way with that, but mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and see, my thing is though, this makes more sense than the Kirk episode. Oh yeah, no. I how how do you t- how do you use a transporter to to separate good and bad? No, totally. I understand that. I can see though using some kind of science engine thing to make DNA human DNA Klingons separate into two things. Yeah, but the problem is that like. I mean, at least the transporter, it's like taking molecules and like breaking them apart, putting them back together. I can almost kind of see like a malfunction where it takes matter out of the replicator or something else and it reconfigures him into a different way. This is like, it's like they cloned her, but just Mm -hmm. separated it. And it's not like, you know, it's not like as a half human, half Klingon, she has like 50% human DNA and 50% Klingon DNA, like... And it doesn't even, it, it just doesn't even make sense to yeah. like. Well, also though, remember their, their society that we established back in, in the, the lungs episode, their medical technology is, you know, way, way ahead of ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that too. So they can do some, you know, DNA techno babble. And they definitely DNA, can't. but, but my thing too is like, okay, you've got, Balana Klingon Torres strapped to a table. Why wouldn't you do a better job keeping your eye on the human one? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you sent her back to the uh, guts well, they factory. made her such a giant pussy that they figured she wasn't going to do anything. Well, she kind of like, I felt like she snuck out and she's she don't say anything, they'll see me. And it's like, huh? Did you, where did you sneak out from? Like, why don't I'm confused? What, how did you get here? And and Paris is like, oh, you're human? And I, my instinct was like, do you still have two pussies? Like, is <laughs> 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 it's even in my notes. <laughs> you look human. Do you have two pussies? And then she's got this weird backstory and she keeps doing like a weird um, face off thing with her yeah. forehead. Like she yeah. just keeps running her hand. And I just, I instantly thought of the movie face off yeah. because the whole, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's so odd. I don't know why my brain went there. It was like, why is she just molesting her own forehead like that? Well, yeah, you know, you've had ridges like your phantom whole life. Limb. Yeah, they're gone yeah. now. Well, she does. Ridges. Well, she tells the sob story about how she always wanted to. She couldn't believe that they're finally gone because she always wanted to get rid of them because she yeah. grew up on this colony where she were and her mom were Klingon and it wasn't really fun. And her dad split and she cried herself to sleep and she had these ridges and she just felt like a like 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 alone and blah blah blah. But now it's finally it's it's happened. She doesn't have them anymore. I'm gonna touch my forehead for a really long time. Well, you know. It's like when I got circumcised, I did certain things that I hadn't done before. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's like, oh, you got to get used to it. Yeah. So I always wanted it gone, and now it's gone. But I really, I mean, but I thought the backstory was cool that they gave her. Like they gave her some real kind of moments there to do some stuff, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's just the splitting thing. The splitting thing was just. I can't. I, it was a little far-fetched. If you really try to break it down, it does make the episode fall apart a little bit. <laughs> well, I also, too, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but then we have, like, she tries to seduce the guy, and then she finds out that eventually she kills Tora. She kills um, she kills Durst, and then she breaks out and escapes, and then she runs down the path and then finds human Torres, who's kind of a punk, and saves her and then brings her here and they're having a fire together. And like, they're having these, this weird duality kind of moments with each other. Like- Was that a boneless chicken thigh? 
Yes, it totally was. It was a rodent, but it looked like a boneless chicken. Yeah. You would get it like Wendy's or something, mm-hmm. like on their chicken sandwich. But they're having the conversation with each other like, you're such a punk. You don't know how hard it is to live with you. Your anger has always gotten me in so much trouble. And I just, it felt odd to me. Mm-hmm. Because these two things make Torres. Mm-hmm. These two sides of her is what she actually is. And it was weird, this duality thing. I didn't think it worked well for me. This is just me. I didn't really, I wasn't feeling it. Same problem I had with this, this the Kirk split. I, I, can, I can totally get behind using some kind of technology to split the DNA into an all human and into an all Klingon, right? And there's going to be problems that we saw at the end of the episode that, you know, being all of one or all of the other will will have some medical issues you're uh-huh. not your body wasn't designed like that it's just the emotional thing the personality you're the same person like jenny said you're the same person with the same memories and you grew up the same so why does klingon tor- whatever ingrained klingon predilection for violence there is would be there but now we're saying that all klingons have that yes that streak yeah Right. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, okay, well, what about Kalar? You know, was she like that too? Did, did she have to fight the Klingon urges or what, what part of this is genetic memory versus what part of this is nurture or whatever? Yeah. Is it nature or nurture? Yeah, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. And and then why is human Balana, you know, meek and mild and yeah, because I'm sorry. I routinely got (laughs) beat up by, you know, kids in high school I mean, the girls' volleyball team comes to mind. They were none of them Klingons, but they fought like Klingons. So it's just like, okay, you have no honor, Spike. But, um, you know, just because you're human doesn't mean you're weak. And just because you're Klingon doesn't mean you're aggressive. Yeah, it's it was a really odd kind of thing because, like, all of these things make her like she's the human Balana is talking to Klingon Balana and using pronouns like, well, this is, you know, she's like this and her, this is her life and this is how she wants it. And, and like, no, do these, this is you like together. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. It just didn't vibe. Yeah. I can kind of see that though. Cause it's kind of almost like if you've ever had like a debate about a topic in your own head and you're like oh man why did you why did you do that like why did you think this oh well because blah 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 you know just kind of going back and forth it's just like that only but just now it's visual it's outside of her own her own head yes that's true but i normally don't think like oh man why did i do that oh it's because i'm a german guy and that's why i did that (laughs) you know what i'm saying like yeah, it's it's it's, it's how many it's, times we say the thing about I mean how bad uh, of drunks the Irish are. Yeah. Why am I an alcoholic? Because my ancestors, I come from a long line of an alcoholic. Yeah, but that's not true. I mean, you, I'm sure you might drink for nurtured reasons. Like I drank a lot in my 20s. I'm I'm like a quarter Irish or some dumb shit like that. I wasn't drinking because I was a quarter Irish. I was drinking because my dad passed away when I was 22 and I was trying to deal with those emotions and kind of focus, mm-hmm. you know, focus on that and this was the easiest way for me to kind of deal with that. That's why I did that. It had nothing to do with me being Irish, you know? Mm-hmm. Like and I just feel like it's a weird kind of 
dumb cop-out thing like you were saying it's just so monolithic like that's how all these races are that's how all these that's how the humans are weak klingons are strong humans are technical and can use computers and klingons want to fight and have guns and blah 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 yeah. i know it's not going to be the way you want to do it but i think it's the way we can escape it just it didn't make a lot of well, sense i well to be fair though once balana again the human being the smarter of the two um, figured out but see, but do you realize how fucked up that is? Like just saying it. Yeah, out. yeah. Klingon yeah. just it, it fits within the world of monolithic cultures in Star Trek. Yeah, and so Bolana figures out. Oh well, if this is how we are, let me use it. Yeah, um, I would never be able to take out the guards. I have to have your help. So now the Klingon feels important, and the Klingon knows I am the better warrior because of all the Klingon upbringing she didn't have, but suddenly has. Um, and she's like, I'll do the computer stuff and you get to kill people. And that's how you sell an idea to a Klingon. I'll do the nerd shit and then you get to kill people. Okay, go do your <laughs> nerd shit and I'll, I'll zap some guys. <laughs> Works every time. Yeah, I just... Don't yeah, I'm not a fan. I think this. I think it would have worked better with like a trill. And we kind of saw an episode like this with mm. um, with the trill in season seven. Now, mm -hmm. of course, season seven of Deep Space Nine is way, way, way into the future. So um, uh, it's not like they ripped that off. But I think this would work better with the trill because at least there's there you can have that sense of duality. Like I am me. Yeah this worm inside me and you like how i actually did the gesture of like yeah. with my hands Up this in worm <laughs> inside me it has its own thing going on and we're trying to learn how to live together balana doesn't have that because this is just who she is mm -hmm. like she is half klingon half human and why did Worf ever not deal with this shit in this kind of weird because he's not half he's he's all klingon He's mm -hmm. all Klingon, baby. Yeah, I yeah. guess you're right. But he was raised he's by school. He, he's school book Klingon. Yeah, he's. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's not half. His son is Alexander. So I wonder if Alexander goes. Well, Alexander's to... not half. Alexander's uh, whatever half plus. That's right. Is. Well, no, he ha he's three three quarters. Is it three quarters? Because, because his, his mother's half. His mother's half. He's full, so he's three quarters. Yeah. He needs an ancestry so, DNA test. So does he only go through like three quarters of this that Bellana Torres is going through? So mm -hmm. it just it just it just seemed weird. Or if we split him out, do we get three people? Klingon, Klingon, other. You get like a uh, a small human and mm -hmm. a big Klingon, like proportionately, <laughs> like he's three times bigger. See, I think we get three people. But one of we get Klingon, human, and then the drunk Irish guy that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I told you, lads, you can't do it. <laughs> oh, down he goes. I told you so many times about doing this. Oh, the lads down to the pub, they won't believe what I'm doing this week. Just give me another pint of Murphy's there. And then while all this is going on on the ship, we have our breadcrumbs and they realize that they can't get through this force field. How so fast? Real fast. How fast did they get the fuck out of there? Though? Oh yeah, real fast. Because they're trying to zap through the wall like and it's cowards. not working. And <laughs> as soon as Harry went, Commander, look, they shined the light over on the Vidians. Not even a, they didn't even fire a shot. Emergency yeah. beam out. Yeah. He's like, Chakotay, Chakotay, beam out. There's a bunch of Nosferatu's down here. We gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> 
because that we found the vampire clan. Yes, I, and I'm telling you right there, that's when I, you know, it's like the Vidians are the best bad guy they've had so far. Oh because yeah, because that's how fucked up in the head Starfleet is about these guys. They're just like, fuck it, saw one, let's go. Yeah, they took they took Neelix's lungs. This other guy's walking that fast. Around. This other guy's walking around now with Durst's face, and I hope we see more of him because it gives me like this weird RoboCop vibe when he takes the mask off. You know what I'm saying? Because you just see his face. It's yeah. awesome. I like how they uh, you know had the actor who who played Durst play the vidian yeah it was cool. because the vidian makeup is so heavy yeah you couldn't tell it was him because i hate that whenever the guy has to uh, god they used to be the thing on the old uh mission impossible series is this week he's going to have to impersonate this head of state but they would get the actor to go ahead and play that part as well the yeah. guy he was going to impersonate so that way when he put on the makeup you look just like him but it was obviously him with yeah. makeup on they would do hell did they do that in mission impossible as well when they had like shatner was like not shatner but um uh, nimoy. nimoy was the guy who was the and so was who was the other guy who did it uh um, landau yeah martin landau they would yeah i love that was it landau yeah martin landau was the original guy yeah because that was the thing is they were both up for the part of spock Martin Landau would have been a cool spot. Or they were both up for the, the 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 Mission Impossible thing, and Martin Landau got it, and then Nimoy went on to be Spock. But then Martin Landau left, and then Nimoy yeah. took his place, and he's like, "Hey, I got the job anyway." Yeah. So I didn't. Got um, didn't Martin Landau play a, a Vulcan in something? Am I just uh, Mandela affecting my own brain? I think you're Mandeling affect yourself. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Martin Landau was in Star Trek. He was in Space 1999, though. Was he? Yeah, he was the. the yeah, captain. he was in Space 1999, but I don't think he was ever oh, in Star okay. Trek. Yeah, he okay. was Gene Roddenberry's first choice to play Spock, and he would have been a good Spock. Oh, that's. Mm -hmm. I always get that flipped in my head, though, of who was going to be who. Like, he was supposed to be the Vulcan, he didn't get it, and then. But they ended up, those two jobs just intertwined. Wow, Martin Landau would have been really good as Spock, huh? Because I mm -hmm. love Martin Landau's a great actor. I don't think so. I think he's too expressive. I, th I think he's he's too good at at emoting his parts. If that makes any sense. Yeah, but I mean, like, to be that as it may, here I'm going to share my screen with you real fast. Mm -hmm. But look at that photo of him. That would that's the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got that up on in my the blue suit, right like. That's a fucking Vulcan, man. Look at him. He's even yeah. kind of got the natural bend of the eyebrow. Yeah. And like this one right here, too. That's Vulcany. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, he would have been a really good Vulcan. Yeah. And I and I love Martin Landau. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Which now we have to have our obligatory reference to Columbo because great episode. That's a, the twin episode is really wonderful. That's one of my favorites. I don't think we, you know what? We never did the, did we ever do the 10 best Columbo episodes, Ben? Um, or the five top five for the Patreon? I don't think we did. No, we, we should didn't. do that. We should just do like a recording of it real quick. We'll just do a video of it and and put it up on Patreon about our top five Columbos. And that would just give me an excuse to watch more Columbo, which is fine. Because I think we were, do, we were doing that for the, the Patreon. I think that was like a side benefit. We were originally doing it for Jenny. Yes. We, oh, that's right. That's right. Well, we did give Jenny some episodes to watch, I think, didn't we? Mm -hmm. um, but we should do it for Patreon. Just do like a top five Columbo. 
because man, Martin Landau is great, and he'd have been a good Klingon. Well, why do we do the uh, like that other podcast I listen to? Which one's that? Where we each bring our list of shows of the top uh, of uh, the top Columbo shows. Yes. And then we uh, come up with the top five that we recommend to the. We, uh, we could do that. I still don't moderate. I still don't understand how that works because the idea of winning, I don't understand how you win deprogrammed, which is another podcast that our <laughs> friend does named Justin. It's a really good show. It's a way to kind of discover cool bands and listen to great music. That's how you win. The listener wins. But I don't understand, week. but I don't understand how the I'm playing the game. Like it's you just rattling off songs. I've never understood the game part of it. You make up whatever rules make you win. Okay. But how that's, do you? That's but, how I win. <laughs> but how do you win, though? Is my question. I don't understand the winning part. Every time it's different. Like okay. sometimes, if it's if I get my favorite song in, then I won. Okay. If I get the most songs that don't get rejected, then I won. Okay. Just change the rules to make it so that I win every time. The only time that I felt like I won was the Oasis episode. Because I felt like we did an Oasis episode that I was on. And I like Oasis, but I mean, I stopped listening to him after a certain point, like the rest of the world did. Um, I love I love their attitude. And I felt like I was really bringing the Gallagher brother attitude to the podcast where it's like, mm -hmm. fuck you, we wrote the biggest songs in the whole wide world. Like that was my whole thing where like, they were like, well, what about this song? It's like, fuck you, that song's not good. What about Champagne Supernova? Like that was the biggest song in the whole wide world for like a year. I don't know, like you're dumb. That song rules. <laughs> like, like that was my attitude being on the Oasis podcast was like, yeah, I was, I was cosplaying a member of Oasis, which I thought was fun. <laughs> you were an honorary Gallagher for the yeah, day. I was, yeah. I mean, I'm a Man City supporter, so I'm close, right? There you go. You know, but yeah, it was, there you it was, go. It was, that was the only time I ever felt like I was winning. Other than that, I'm just like, I, you know, I thought we we're just talking. We're just chatting, yeah. just having a good time. But we can I still it. think, I still think the Beastie Boys was my favorite one that you were on. Well, that was a fun one too. That was legendary. Yeah, I love that episode. I still love the Doors episode. <laughs> the one that you didn't hear. My favorite one. I I became a Patreon and subscribed for, <laughs> for that, just to get that episode. I'm just going to straight up say the Doors aren't that great. Yeah. Like they're average. Everybody's got opinions. Okay. They're an average well, band. Good night. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, they're not that great. Like, there's better bands. It's it's hard to defend the band when Jim Morrison is such a piece of shit. You know? Um, I, to an extent. I mean, a lot of those guys were pieces of shit. Like, all of them were. But, like, <laughs> I just, like, the whole, he's just like some bullshit dime store poet that had a cool movie about him that everybody got into. And, like, I think it's, the best thing that ever happened to him was probably dying young. Probably that could be said about a lot. Of yes. People. No, it could be. No, I, I agree. But like, I don't know. I feel like even at the time his act was growing stale. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. You know, and a lot of it had to do with just him becoming even more of a drug addict and alcoholic. Like a caricature of himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a great first record. But mm -hmm. I mean, listen to like this, what is it? The soft parade. And you're like, this is trash. The soft parade is fucking terrible. I yeah. said that, like that, that episode is lost to history, but, um, but yeah, I did say, I was like that, that whole album was fucking terrible. It's just <laughs> there's garbage. Like, there's like one or two songs that I liked and that was it. 
and it was like well, good but uh roadhouse blues of the, the whole morrison hotel album was fantastic i think yeah uh... Think LA great. Story was amazing. Dude, uh, LA, not LA, LA, Story. Woman's a, LA Woman's a great record. Like, it's a really good album. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, the Soft Parade is just dog shit. Um, Morrison Hotel is pretty good. Ray was the best part of that band. So let's just move on to Star Trek. Yeah, um, Roadhouse Blues, Waiting for the Sun, You Make Me Real, Peace Frogs, Ship of Fools, Land Ho, The Spot. Eh, it's okay. You know what? And... uh strange days had some really great stuff on it too yeah strange days was cool but that was like their second album yeah yeah you know la i, I think la isn't la woman their last record yeah la mm -hmm. woman's their last record and there's some good stuff on uh on la woman mm -hmm. yeah it kind of took a turn into like blues and just it's a little bit like smokier sounding and laid back so it's not so like fuck you i'm jim morrison i'm doing drugs yeah <laughs> even though that's really what it was yeah the doors the doors but yeah um they i will say they were spooky in a time when bands weren't spooky mm -hmm. like they were they were like you know the one cool thing about the doors and this is completely off topic much like the the vidians they were they were kind of spooky kind of scary kind of a culty like jim morrison was dabbling in some weird shit like they mm -hmm. were doing stuff that kind of was fringy that didn't kind of go along with like the whole peace love rock and roll bullshit you know mm -hmm. so but i don't know but i don't know i don't know if i know that from the music or because i've seen the movie that's a fair point. I yeah, mean, but uh, like we're born in the seventies. Like, what the fuck do we know about the that's true. <laughs> what I was it was like to be in the sixties? What I was born like the the same year that Morrison died. Like yeah. I was only a few months old or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like so I was you knew born, him. Yeah, yeah. We overlapped timelines. Overlapped <laughs> enough yeah. that uh, yeah, he was a good pal of mine. It's like me and Elvis. Like he died in. August of 77 I was born in December so we crossed somehow on the rainbow bridge or is that just like a pet thing <laughs> see though for me it was I was born in January and Jim died in July oh so yeah so you guys really did cross so that. we yeah so we were like sharing you know it was like we had that timeshare in uh, Paris that Ben are you the are, Ben are you the lizard king I there's actually a, a court order that I can't answer that question for another how's 15 your, years. How's your mojo? Is your mojo is it rising or is it <laughs> kind of staying steady? Like where is your mojo? Yeah, it's, it's it's it depends on how if Mercury is in Gatorade. Okay, my mojo is rising. <laughs> okay, all right, that makes sense. So makes sense. But yeah, the Vidians are spooky. Vidians are the Vidians. Yeah, when he does the whole face off thing because he you know. Bolana that was does. really cool, man. Bolana hits on him because and she's mm -hmm. using it as a way to, you know, it's like well, he's got a fetish. Him. He's got a super fetish with it, like, oh man. And so he but he says, you know, you're making fun of me. I know I'm ugly, but I could fix it someday. And it's like, mm, okay. And I had the last back. The last thing I expected him to do was be wearing <laughs> Durst's face. I right. was like, holy shit. Like, but it makes the scene before that, though, that much more scary because yeah. Paris is like, no, I'm the senior guy here, even though I am not. 
um, <laughs> because he's a lieutenant and I'm a lieutenant junior grade. Take me. Yeah. He was just trying to macho up for human Torres. He's like, damn, she's that human side of her looks real good. Uh, you know, the Klingon thing uh, wasn't always doing it for me, but now that she's human, I'm into that baby. So I'm going to macho up. But yeah, the I think fact he just, I think he just looked at her and said, oh, she's weak now. I can manipulate her. Doobie's <laughs> just slightly macho and she's like, oh, Tom, you saved me. Chicks dig that. Yeah, they totally do. He starts <laughs> nagging her like immediately. You know, most guys wouldn't like a chick that lost her Klingon half, but I wouldn't hold that against you. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, whatever. I mean, you were hotter as a Klingon, but whatever. I mean, you know, it's cool, I guess. I guess you got a good personality. Like something. you were interesting. You were more interesting before, but I mean, now it's cool. Whatevs. You know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but that shit was spooky. Like that was honestly some Hannibal Lecter. Like holy yeah. shit, that I kind of gasped. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, he's wearing his fucking face. That That's was why intense. these guys are no fucking ju- emergency beam out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now, I, I hope I hope we see them throughout the series. I have a feeling we're not going to, which is a bummer. Um, but I really like this group of villain because they do, like Ben was saying, they pose a real danger. Yeah. They can take your lungs like that. Yeah. They just cut off fucking this guy's face and they're wearing it around like they like it's they face. Yeah. That's just that's a that's a thing we do. It was Mm -hmm. super spooky. So yeah. That that I think that's what makes them so creepy for me. Is that 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 surgery part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very like cold and calculating kind of. And it's I guess it's also why the Borg are so scary. Because they don't even do the surgery thing. They just take your whole ass person. Mm-hmm. And they just start jamming robot parts in your forehead. Yeah, and you're no longer in control of yourself. Yeah. So at least mm-hmm. the Vidians, they'll, they'll eventually kill you. At least right? you get that going for you. It's like yeah. these prisoners are doing basically <laughs> are basically doing, you know, you know, forced labor or whatever. To, you know, why in Starfleet or in Star Trek franchise, whenever you get captured and you have to do hard labor, it's always some form of mining. Yeah, it's always like carrying rocks. <laughs> it's like, yeah. really? This is yeah. the one thing we can't automate. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, they've got you. And as soon as you're not strong enough to keep, you know, mining, then you go to the harvest donations. And uh, But you think you would harvest them first, right? Like, well, yeah. the, organs, the organs aren't going to break down. Just because you're physically, you know, you get sick and die. But I guess yeah, but if no, you get black lung from yeah. working in the fucking mines. Yeah, and I can't they, imagine that they're like feeding them very well or anything. So they're going to end up getting like malnourished and dehydrated. Well, it's, it's, maybe it's like a trade off where it's just like, okay, yeah, but we really need these rocks moved. And I'm and then, not going to, I'm not going to do it because, <laughs> you know, my face might fall off. And then another thing I was thinking too, is the, the, the Vidians are weak because of their condition. You're going to let a bunch of people move rocks for 16 hours a day. They're going to get yoked as fucked and they're going to fuck you up. Well, no, because if you don't feed them enough, then they get broke down. I that's guess, how you keep man. them weaker than you. I don't know, but that's like some intermittent fasting shit though, right? Like that's, that's hot fitness. <laughs> That's going to be my new fitness regimen is I'm going to do some Vidin show. I'm going to carry some rocks and then people are going to threaten to take my lungs. But yeah. Oh man, I better not eat today. After 26 years of smoking, I'm pretty sure no one wants my lungs. The Vidin's a water, baby. 
Oh yeah. I guess it's better than nothing. Now, why do their yeah. guns look like tuning forks? <sighs> okay, so look, I I <laughs> I chicken shit it around all evening. Meant to go get dinner. Meant to go get groceries. Because if I'm going to go get groceries, I, I like to eat first, right? So I was like, okay, I'll I'll run by Chick Fil A or Sonic or something, and then you I'll can't go, go to Chick Fil A, Ben. Fuck, I can't. It's right across the goddamn street. Mm-hmm. I can't walk my head. I'll waddle my ass over the Chick Fil A if I want to. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, I blew a guy. Now give me some chicken. I mean, it's, it's it balances out. It, yeah, it's, I guess it's, it does. It, I do my part. But um, he was a trucker. But anyway, um, you, you know, I was going to do, but I'm, I'm him, aha, and him. So finally, it's just like, you know, then it's the whole back and forth of, do I get it delivered? Do I, it's like, I'm going to pay extra money to get fucking groceries delivered. The, the grocery store is right. At, I mean, I could walk to the grocery store. What the heck? Just get in your fucking car. Go get your, gro- I'm not doing any of that. And back and forth. So finally, it's like, fuck it. I'll just get a can of soup watch this week's episode and uh you know whatever yeah instant appetite loss <laughs> wasted a can of soup because as, as soon as my i sit down I'm, I'm really getting into eating and then they've got to do close-ups on the face for like there's like all the dialogue is yeah here's my scabby face let me talk to you and it's just like dude yeah it's, i it's, just uh, sat down uh, with a plate of lasagna yeah, it that was, was a lot. that was my backup dish. I'm glad I didn't go there. I mean, it kind of they would look the same, right? A meat sauce mm-hmm. hanging from his head, and it was. But the, the makeup is really good. It's really, it's too good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. too good. How don't, do they don't eat during this episode? This just if, if if what you're saying is correct, Ben, and they, these villains don't last, then why does Star Trek Voyager hate us? Like why are they why are they going to get rid of the most? Do you know who does last until the last episode? Borgs, Talaxians. Yeah. So like why do why do they hate us? Like why won't they let us? This is why we can't have nice things, Voyager, because you're fucking it up for everybody. These are cool villains. These are spooky villains, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get rid of them and essentially just bring in the Borg. Is there a movie? or a episode of something not star trek where they the person escapes they're they're bound up like uh torres is or like balana is because she's strapped down to the table but you know when she escapes after fred durst face comes over again like she has like loosened up the arm restraints and then she breaks loose and like you know chokes him up against the wall like klingons do yeah he totally was hard. He was so hard during that too. Oh yeah, by the way. I was. But <laughs> I mean, so then, um, you know, the she hears something, she drops him. He, you know, collapses and she runs off. Right? She has escaped. When I'm watching this, and she she first breaks the shackle, kind of. Yeah. In my head, I misremembered this and conflated it with something else that she used part of the restraint to stab him in the neck no that's not no that's a different sh- that's total recall okay but it was a similar kind of restraint <laughs> yeah, right yeah. it was a similar restraint schwarzenegger breaks out of that and stabs somebody in the neck with it yeah God, that's a okay. different yeah because i thing. in my head i was just like god how do i know that just like wrong with my brain because elon musk is going to get us to mars yeah get your ass to mars Hey, we're making oxygen on Mars, and the people need to air. <laughs> Cohagen. This, this is how it starts. Love that movie. 
but uh, saw it in theaters. Yeah, it was awesome. I was way too young to see Total Recall, but it was fucking great. Me and a couple of my friends from school were in a, with four of us, we were in a tiny like Ranger style pickup, but two of us were in the back because they had a camper and then two in the front because, you know, we're big guys or whatever. And it's a tiny truck. But when we pulled into the parking lot, there was a car with like really hot girls from our school, like, yeah. parked. but we didn't want, so the guys who were in the back didn't want to like climb out of the back and look like, you know, fucking, you know, rednecks or something. Because they're so, in Alabama. So we decided the best course of action was for the two of us in the front to go ahead and just get out of the truck like we normally would, uh-huh. shut the doors, but leave the window to the, the camper open. And then the two guys in the back would climb through the window into the passenger compartment. That's really Wait stupid. an appropriate amount of time. And then they would get out of the truck like everything was normal. That's a and really, that's a really was, dumb idea. Yeah, it was Clown Car City. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds like a sitcom episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was my childhood. That was weird. All right. All right. But yeah, so yeah, get to the moon. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I misremembered that, but okay. Get your, ass, get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> now yeah. I got to watch that again tomorrow. That's a really good movie. So now they got to infiltrate this shit. How are they going to bust in? How are they going to bust them out? And it's... Uh... Harry, uh, yeah, they figure some stuff. Well, we're going to get somebody in. And how are we going to do that? We're going to make Chakotay look like one of them. Also very cool makeup. I thought Walking Dead. Yeah. Like when, you mm-hmm. know, cover yourself in the guts and they let you... Pay. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, you know... It's weird that they don't ask for ID when you're working in the prisons here. <laughs> I don't know you. Perfect excuse, though. Yeah. Oh, I just had my face done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't oh, recognize okay. me because, yeah, this is all new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's why they don't. Work done. I guess that's why they don't have IDs because they would just constantly be taking photos. Yeah, you, your fingerprints don't match. Well, they no could shit. Do like a I retina scan or something. They if could they because can... you got new eyes. If they yeah. can split people's DNA, they've got to have some kind of way of yeah. knowing whether or not right. you're that person. See, I disagree because you can split their DNA. It's like, you, you know, your blood sample doesn't match. Well, no shit. I got new blood. <laughs> I mean, you're constantly replacing shit. So it's just like, it's, it's kind of hard. I'm I, was more, I was more upset about the uniform matching. Like Tuvok made this from memory. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a Klingon. He, I mean, he's not. He's a Vulcan. Vulcan. He gets it. Yeah, but it's just like you know. I was just thinking if, if we were on like a, on the ship, and then some guy I didn't know just shows up, and he's like, "Oh, I just transferred on board." Okay, that's kind of believable. But he's got like a homemade uniform, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, think about how good some of those cosplayer uniforms look. That is true. And think about how far cosplaying technology has probably gone into the future. Oh, yeah. Because he did say he replicated. Yeah. So so. he may have actually used the replicators. He just probably Googled some, uh, some, something. He's like, hey, okay, what are the Vidians be wearing at the cosplays? Vidian cosplay. Like, oh, shit, I found the fucking fabric. Oh, man, look, here's the pattern. That was a real problem for the Stargate uh, cosplayers because um, at their conventions, especially at Dragon Con or whatever, whenever they would show up in like the battle fatigues that was okay yeah but if they tried to show up in uniform you basically are impersonating an air force officer at that point 
And oh, wow. That, because, you know, whatever yeah. the, the Stargate team would be in their dress uniforms, well, their dress uniforms are actual United States Air Force dress uniforms. Yeah. And so they would run into issues and they're like, yeah, you, you, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. So I think impersonating an officer is illegal. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think they, but the cool part was Star Trek uniforms got so basic for Voyager, excuse me, for Enterprise that they're just wearing like something you would find at like your local STP. You got the jumpsuits. Just wearing a jumpsuit. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. jumpsuit. Keep them simple. Yeah. Which I don't think is, I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing in the the entire world. Sometimes some of the uniforms are too much. It's, you got to think though, these are, these are clothes that, and having, you know, we've all worn Starfleet uniforms in one fashion or another. These are clothes that you're supposed to work in all day. Yeah. And it's just like Enterprise, I think, was the only ones that, that made sense. It was functional. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because those are flight suits. Yeah. That's what we used to fight each other mm-hmm. to get to wear a fucking flight. It's like, oh, if you get to wear the flight suit, that most comfortable uniform we had. Like in the overalls on, on TNG, you had guys walking around in mini skirts. <laughs> it's like that's, how are yeah. you going to do anything in that? Like you're going to go in the Jeffrey's tubes in your mini skirt with your fucking balls and dick hanging out. Well, no, they, they have the, if you look at the, the, the I know Ben, they're, they're skorts or whatever. Yeah. You've got the little, yeah. got the little panty. <laughs> oh, nice panty. <laughs> you don't even get panties. You get panty. Yeah. According to the bloomers. Yeah. Get some fucking bloomers on. But yeah, so um eventually they go back in and yada yada yada. Yeah, so oh boy helps him escape. Uh, yeah. get your damn hands off me. <laughs> Don't you want to escape? What? They get back to the lab, leaving the Talaxian. Yay. Um, because you can God, if we had two on the ship. Oh my god, I would I would just cancel the podcast. <laughs> it's just like we're ship. done. Yeah, blow up the ship. Podcast We're is moving over. Moving on to Enterprise. <laughs> it's been a long time getting from there to here. Um, yeah, so they they uh, do their grand escape. There's the big shootout, which you know I'm sure made the Klingon happy. And oh boy, who had the cure? Because now, you know, Balana Klingon is uh, the cure for the phage. Yeah. Right. She jumps in front of his his no! shot, and then he's like, he just, you know, he fucked up. Oh, but doesn't he? He's got to have copies of her DNA somewhere, right? Like you can recreate that think. shit, yeah, right? I don't, I don't think so. Well, because I mean, your boy back on the Enterprise, excuse me, on Voyager, the doctor who every week does cutting edge medical technology shit yeah. every week he's he's breaking and setting new borders and barriers and smashing all kinds of things doing breakthrough technology stuff on a weekly basis he yeah. takes dna from her skin well he yeah he took some of the the dna from the dead body yeah and then put it back into balana and now she's going to be balana again yeah it's going to reincorporate over the yeah. next few weeks. So if this motherfucker can do it, who's just a bunch of light, who can't leave yeah. a room. He's not even a robot. Yeah, he's, he's a not. Light he, robot. Yeah, he's a light robot. He's he's less than nothing. You could walk through him. <laughs> no. You could. No. I could walk through the doctor. No, you could, unless he wanted you to. Yeah, I could. What, what's he going to do? He's, he's solid. 
this is fucking solid right here. How does he, how does he hold the scalpels and in, in the Ben? In the, I could I could take my hand and cover up the projection of the light that he is like at the movies, multi- and you wouldn't no, see him. No, there's multiple all throughout. The, that's why it's so. That's why he can't leave. Yeah, I can make shadow puppets on him. Face. Ah, damn you. Damn you all! <laughs> but this dude can do it. Bad. Yeah. But they can't do it. The 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 Vidians can't do it, or whatever they're called. Well, the Vidians have, have you know the stuff, but they don't have her. Yeah, but they have the stuff. Why not just make another her? They did it. They already did it. Right? Like they clone shit all the time. Yeah. They're always replicating stuff. Mm-hmm. Either way, she's the cure. Yeah. And they just beamed up with her. Yeah, so now that would and even so, make Yeah, what you're about to say. What are you going to say? They're going to be chasing them harder now. Yeah. Because Durstface is like, holy shit, I just let the cure get away. Now we got to get her back. Yeah. These humans stole the cure. And, and Durstfaced Killer is going to be the new bad guy every week as they chase them throughout the galaxy. Never see him again. Probably not, yeah. I don't think we do. Because I'm looking, I'm looking at his thing. And These it's only, two episodes. The, that's it. Like you have, but he's going to tell somebody, "Hey, they got, the, they got the cure." Just, I just don't understand. Like Ben, we just wrote this the series. Yeah. Like it doesn't every week have to be the Vidians are going to get the, overall. That's yeah. they keep coming back. That's not the Borg later in the series. Like the last four years, it's the Borg is the you know is the the continuing it's not every week but it's a drum beat that keeps coming back which is so season. which is so disappointing because i've seen the borg i'm mm-hmm. i'm good with that i know what they're all about we even get a whole movie about the, their timeline yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think the vidians are wasted totally we, wasted we get some good episodes out of them but yeah i think they they could have done better Now I will say though I did think the uh, split screening in this, which Star Trek has really made some good jumps with that with their uh, yeah 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 I think you know Spiner paved the way for this episode you know set the grounds because I didn't get the whole uh, oh what was the old show the 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 their cousins their identical the patty duke patty show, duke show. Yeah, yeah yeah you did not get the whole patty duke oh don't go past this you know all of a sudden there's this weird straight rock on the edge that don't go yeah. past the rock great song though yeah Welcome the patty duke song is way better than the voyager theme song one of my favorite memories from my youth was meet patty who's been most everywhere from the patty two Becky's. to there. but sally's only seen the sights a girl can see from brooklyn heights what a crazy pair because they're cousins identical, identical cousins and you'll find when they yeah. brought back the real becky to replace the fake becky on roseanne they redid that at the end <laughs> and even had like the fake obvious split screen, even though it was two different actors. Wow. Yeah. So you had that's the two, amazing. The two Beckys and they're like doing the whole thing with washing the mirror, but then it's like, Oh, we're to get. Yeah. It, it was, if you get Ridiculous. a chance to YouTube that, look it up. It was uh, beautifully done. And they, they had the original song from Patty Duke show. That's cool. I'm into that. 
but yeah so this though the special effects were, were pretty much on point because it's easy to fuck up the whole no totally it is easy to mess up you're yeah. exactly right and it's just i you know what are we this is the 15th episode of the first season that's no, the 13th 13th are we at the end of the first season you two more there, we got two Close. left yep all right so the, i mean we're first season and we're already doing evil twin episode mm. Yeah, but it's not even really an evil twin. It's just like this is your stereotypical other half. But this is their version of evil twin. It's just like the, I, yeah. the, the split Kirk was their evil twin. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a even different without twist the mirror on episode. Yeah. The why? Yeah. But it's just like yeah, this is your stereotypical other half. Mm-hmm. This your is why you're Olympic representation. Yeah, it's 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 a. It, it, at least they're tr- at least they tried. This feels like it should have been a much later episode. I feel bad for Michael Dorn, who had to wear fucking Klingon makeup every day for... Well, he had the one episode. Which one? My favorite episode of DS9, Far Beyond the Stars. Think about how long he had to go. He went seven seasons... On Voyager. On on, uh, Star Trek. On TNG. TNG, and then... Two more on Voyager before, like, and two movies, three movies. Well, you could take that. Well, you know what? We're not, you're not gonna have to wear the makeup this week. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> One whole week. And yeah. Ducat got to do that episode without the makeup, and everybody was like, mm, yeah, we, we're gonna need you to put that back <laughs> yeah. on. But she's like 14 episodes in, like, I don't want to wear this mm-hmm. dumb makeup anymore. I just, it's too early in the, in the, in the series for this. I did appreciate some of the, the character building for Bellana Torres, you get some of her backstory. I thought yeah. that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was actually, when they split her in two, I was like, well, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just did like the whole you duality. Think about it too much. Yeah, I, they, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Cause I was like, well, how do they do that? And then my brain started working and then well, uh, yeah. So then, yeah, it, it, it kind of triggered my initial reaction was, oh, that's cool. I did that twice this episode and I can't remember doing that very mm-hmm. often for Voyager. Yeah. I did it for Durst's face and I did it for two Torres. I thought that was cool. There was no time travel. No time travel. There were no nebulas. No nebulas. No spatial anomalies. No, and the Vidians are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No light beings. You well, know? N- nobody got nobody got beamed out and then became an energy non-corporeal being <laughs> had to been somehow be reconsimulated back into human form. Although so, kind of technically, you know, Balana lost that Klingon half. So despite all of that, mm-hmm. like despite my problem with the duality thing, not really working, I'm going to give him cre- lost. I'm going to give him credit for trying. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very enjoyable episode and it wasn't until like we started talking about it and picking it apart. And when you start really thinking about like, well, why is this? But it was so enjoyable that like, you kind of don't think about it. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, well, let me just not think about that. So this (laughs) this has happened a couple times to me on this show where I've gone in, like I watch the episode goes, that was pretty good. And then we start talking about it. I go, you know what? That wasn't very good. So is Voyager one of those stuff? Yeah, is Voyager one of the things you only watch once? Yes. This is the opposite of Deep Space Nine. You, okay. You, you watch it and then you just move on with your life. You survived. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it, it's, like it, it's, it's like it's a like a popcorn zone. movie. Well, no, it's it's like war. You, you don't go back. It's true. Something's wrong with you if you keep going back. 
never go back. Yeah. Don't get off the boat. Fair enough. Don't leave the don't leave the ship. Stay on the ship. That's where you're safe. So Jenny, you can go first and go ahead and rate this episode for us. <laughs> um, I think I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. All right. It might have been higher, but Neelix just pissed me off right off the bat. Yeah. 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 But he's but this is the only time you see him. Yeah. That's that cool. Fake. I would have been ex I would have been excited if we brought it back around with the soup thing. Mm -hmm. Like that would have been a good B story. Like Neelix is trying to make the soup for him. Like, here I try, try this one. Not now, Neelix, we're right in the middle of doing something. I think it'll be good if they if they did that <laughs> in another episode, but this one, like, I think it really would have taken away from all the the good face off <laughs> face off goodness. Yeah. I really wish Durst would have come back. I love the fact that they killed him and put his face on. I wish we saw him too. Why isn't he a villain? Like this guy knows everything. She's the cure, man. Right. It's a real and he, like he slowly starts adding different parts of different people. He's got like somebody else's ears, <laughs> somebody okay. else's hair. Just he's just patchwork. They're human. not good at, at the face transplants though, because nah. he's got like all the different. You know, I'm like, really? That oh that's yeah, the best y'all could do. Full Frankenstein. Face. Just put yeah. stitches in, bolts in the neck, the whole thing. It's a real missed opportunity. Ben, what are you going to say about this? I'm going to also give it a seven, and and that's with our rule that we take one away for, because uh, I could have easily given this an eight. Yeah, I agree. The enjoyment factor, but the Neelix rule is in effect, and I drop it one. So Now, even if he's only in it for that one scene, you see, matter. all right, so, okay. And so. we also had fake Neelix on the planet giving the Talaxians a bad yeah, name. True. And so that-, yeah. that He basically of, counts as Neelix. See, yeah. if if he was, I, I fully expected he was going to go full quizzling on him and be like, oh, no, take this water. And then it's like, that's what's making her sick. So that's why he's the only one of his crew that's still alive. Is like he's been mm. like setting them up to to die or something. That would have made me like the episode more. Yeah. It like if oh there's a reason I survive. If he, you know it's like that first episode of Discovery when we uh, meet Harry Mud. There's you know we're not the first episode of Discovery. But the first episode with Harry Mud in Discovery. Yeah. There's a reason he survived in prison so long. And I, if this guy had the same kind of thing going. But Star Trek wasn't that dark back then, so yeah. you know you couldn't do that. But yeah, I would have rated it higher if they'd gone a different direction. But this guy was just basically like a a, a Neelix light. So it's just like mm. yeah. But other than that, though, like the episode. So yeah, easily a seven. Oh, lucky! I'm saying lucky sevens all across the board. Nice. I I really enjoyed it. I I didn't. I thought the duality thing was 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 poorly done, but the rest of the episode and the villain is so strong in this that it covers up that poorly executed storyline about her being two different things because it's not. She's just one. You know, like the stereotypical like oh, I'm angry Klingon. Not great, but the the Vidians are so fucking fantastic, and the makeup is so, it's just. They're wonderful. Like I don't understand how we don't see more of these guys throughout this coma eye. Yeah, just oh, it's great. Like I want more of these, and the fact that I know I'm not going to get them makes me hate Voyager even more. Well, you're going to get more of them, just not as much more as you would like. But give me like, why do I need to see more? Well, maybe that's stuff? what happens. So I don't remember cooler. what happens. 
I don't know what happens to them. Maybe they do meet up and they're like, hey, here's some of Torres's blood. We're all cured. Thanks. And then we have peace. And then they're all cured. And that's why we don't see them anymore. They got the cure. Robert Smith. It could happen. It says the final mention of the, this is a mention in the Vidians occurs in season six. See? They make it but all the way to the end. Just a it's a mention. The the Vidians the Vidians make their final appearance during the alternate timeline in Fury. Okay, good episode. What episode is that? So that's their final appearance, and that's episode six, uh, season six. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. So there you go. We see him through. Okay, that's not bad. I'll send you my notes. You can put it up on the Patreon. I will definitely do that. Um, because on Patreon, we, you get video, you get pre-show, you get notes from the episodes. You get all kinds of stuff. You can go to dorktrek.com. Uh, actually, you can go to patreon.com slash dorktrek and, and look us up. Um, thank you to all the people that do support the podcast because it's, it's fun and, and we're always going to keep the podcast free, but um, we have to pay for hosting and shit like that. And uh, the Zoom is not free that we record with. So yeah, so it's definitely fun. So thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. Jenny and Ben, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Um, we'll be back Always next. We'll be back next week. We're gonna review. I don't even know what episode we're gonna. I bet the the Vidians aren't in it, so it ain't gonna be good. The All Neelix special. That's what is next. Dude, we're getting close to the cheese episode. Oh my god, is the next one the cheese episode? I'm. 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 I my. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. There's a cheese episode. This there, there is a cheese episode. I jumped too far ahead. Uh, yeah, no, uh, we have two episodes left until the cheese episode. Oh, but our boys uh, in this episode. Now um, I like cheese, but I'm I get the sense that I'm not gonna like this episode. No, it's it, it will it will push you to your limits of appreciating cheese. It will yeah. make me lactose intolerant. Yes. It will physically change my DNA and make me lactose intolerant. Yeah, it's wow. just gonna it'll yeah. it'll take all the Irish DNA out. Yes, and then then you'll just have a little Irish sidekick going, Woo, Jenny. <laughs> get 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 give me some about cheese. 26% of my size. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll keep saying, like, what are you looking at me like that for? Just punch me in the kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If I had a little leprechaun version of me, I, that would make me happy. Like, talk I, I to the like Vidians. That. That's what they do. I think I'll do that. Yeah. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. We'll be back next week. Who wants to say it? I said it last week. How's that soy latte coming? <laughs>